Welcome into an off-season edition of the North Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, breaking out everything in Districts 1 and 2 in the state of Idaho. Brandon Bainey, as always, joined by our North Idaho resident and expert, Ryan Skaggs. Uh, Ryan, we're in the off-season. How's your off-season been so far? So far, um, not as tan as I'd like to be, but uh, we're working our way there. So, yeah, but it's been good. Uh, it was nice having a week off last week and been able to just kind of take a breather after what was it 40 some weeks or something like that of um of doing this every week and plus play by play and everything else it's been nice to kind of catch our breath yes for sure so uh we are in the off season which means we're not going away but what are we going to talk about the, the news cycle's a little slow right now so we wanted to uh bring you this off season series where we're going to talk to different athletes and coaches throughout the summer and uh we're, we're going to get it kick-started here with uh, a coach that I don't know if you can have a better, you know, last couple of years, but uh, the head boys basketball coach from Lapway, pleased to be joined by Coach Zachary Eastman. Coach Eastman, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks, guys. I really appreciate you guys inviting me onto your show um, every week. You know, we we tend to love watching your show and love to hearing all about the White Pine and also the local teams around our area. So we know I appreciate what you guys do and appreciate the invite. Well, we talked a lot about your Lapway Wildcats throughout this past year because, yeah. man, what an incredible, really what an incredible couple of seasons you've had. You just finished up, was it your third year as the boys basketball coach? Yes. Yeah. My third complete year with the Lapway. Yes. So coach, has there been a, another coach in the state of Idaho that's had a better three years than you've had? I mean, probably the last Lapway coach, I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> so I would, I would. First place I would look for those details is in the Lapway history books. So um, I know the girls program um, are pretty close to me and Ada are pretty close to each other. Yes, because she's she's fairly new uh, to the position as well. So, yeah. so tell us tell us a little bit about your background. You you didn't grow up in the state of Idaho, right? You're, yeah, you're a transplant. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So I grew up in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, my dad was a college basketball coach for 30 years. He was a Division three Juco co college coach. Um, so I've been around college basketball my whole life. Um, he coached football, baseball, and basketball in college, but he ended up focusing for his last 15 years just on basketball. Um, he was an he won the national title, coach of the year. He uh, it was at a junior college called Central Lakes College in uh, Brainerd, Minnesota. So my, my philosophy on basketball and everything, it literally all comes from my father. Um, he let me coach with him and I was there for all the recruiting. I was there for uh, summer basketball. I was there for uh, different summer programs that he ran. So I pretty much got the ins and outs of college basketball. Now with high school, you know, night and day with college. But he also, there's a lot of philosophies with basketball that I carry with myself from my father. So literally, I played, I went and played, I played all through high school. Um, I went to uh, a two-year school, Bemidji State, played two years of basketball there, then transferred to uh, Haskell University, which is a, uh, it's an NAI school in Lawrence, Kansas, right next to Kansas University. Um, I graduated from there, played my other two years of basketball there. And then I, um, through life, um, I got to Lapway. And now I have a great job at here, working here and with my career. And then also um, I landed the boys basketball job. Um, 
And you mentioned Haskell University. You did have one of your players commit yeah. there this year, did he not? Yes, I did. And, you know, that comes from, you know, my connections with different schools that I have in the Midwest. And also, um, Haskell, if you do not know, is an all-Native American school. You have to be a Native American enrolled tribal member to go to school there. And tuition is free. So you cannot beat that. Um, you are in the NIA level. So let's say for baseball, their baseball teams make it make it to NAI, they'll be coming to Lewiston for playing against, you know, LCSC in that brand of basketball. Um, it's in a really good conference. The College of Ozark, a lot of schools from Oklahoma, um, Kansas, Iowa, Texas. So it's really, really good basketball. So AJ is actually leaving tomorrow. Um, they have a preseason already going down there. So he's already leaving for school tomorrow. Um, and he'll start his summer league program. And then he has an eight-week program there. They're going to be working out with Kansas University, which just won a national title, the Division One level. And now he'll be able to be working right aside those kids that are future, you know, NBA players. And then, I, awesome. have Titus, then I have Titus Hero. He leaves on Friday. He's already going to training camp for the University of Idaho. And they've already want him down there right when school ends. So, you know, our boys right now, we're training them to get them ready for college. And now, you know, now it's time for them to spread their wings and fly on their own. And cross-signed with what, community colleges of Spokane, too? Yep, Spokane That's Community awful. College. Love, love their coach. Great yeah. coach there. He has a great great uh, program. We also we have some Alapway alumni that have gone through his program before. So we we known about it, and he had a couple of different choices on the route he wanted to go to, and I think that the school he picked was right for him. He's going to get the opportunity to showcase his uh, playing skills right away, and um, I think his coach is definitely going to um, help him grow as an athlete and also as a student. That's fantastic. Yeah, so that's AJ Ellenwood and Titus Yerod and Cross Taylor, who were just the cast of many characters that helped yeah. Lapway achieve success this past year. I was kind of joking. Uh, you guys uh, won the 1A D1 state championship down in Boise. And then Titus kind of hung back because Idaho was playing yeah. in the Big Sky Conference tournament uh, in Boise as well. And I was joking that, you know, if the Vandals were smart, they'd try to sneak sneak Titus in there and get a uniform on him and maybe it would help him out right away. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a man child. I tell you, I tell everyone this, I know I'm 30 years old, 33 years old. And I, I work out all the time out this and he's the same size as I am. I mean, he's, he's a grown man already. Um, he has a great head on his shoulders. Um, he started lifting heavy, I would say in eighth grade. So by four years into it, I mean, you're, you're going to tell that he's, he, it's working. So definitely he, he's going to be ready for next year. No, I was talking to uh, one of the, the football coaches and I was, I mentioned Titus. Yeah. I was like, oh, you mm -hmm. got this kid that, you know, playing basketball, you're going to be able to sneak him on the gridiron too. Cause he was a Gatorade state yeah. player of the year in football too. So, uh, you know, he's, he's no slouch as far as an athlete goes. Yeah. That's funny that you mentioned that because we have other lapway players that are getting recruited for football for, um, you know, Sage Lone Bear. We have a couple of players that are local kids that are getting recruited by, big time schools and you yeah. know when they when they called me and they said hey coach can we meet with one of your players if Titus was the first player I thought of. I was like man they're gonna try to get him for basketball too now or football too but then again they were talking about Sage but in my first thing it clicked in my head I was like man 
I mean, he's going to have a choice. Sage is an absolute look- monster on the yeah. gridiron, too. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And he's a great kid. I mean, I mean, I would love to steal him on the basketball floor. He actually grew up with the, <laughs> he, he grew up he grew up with the kids that I'm playing with that I'm coaching right now. Um, but everyone has their own path and whatever his path is. I mean, we support everyone in Lapway. So whatever his path is, we'll follow. And just like our boys, whatever path they choose, we, we will support them. Even if that isn't at Lapway, we have a bunch of kids. I wish I could tell you all the kids that should be at Lapway that aren't. And well, I'm, I'm a Clarkson kid, so I know of a few. Yeah, so, yeah. so, so we definitely, you know, it, it's always good. But that's the one thing about Lapway in our community is that we'll, we'll support you wherever. And we yeah. actually, you know, Lewiston's one of our rivals, but we love going to Lewiston games. You know, we, we really do support them a lot. And, you know, the Valley is, is big on supporting, you know, we want to see Lewiston go far. I know they want us to go far. and. You know, Clarkson's the same way. We support all of them over there. So I feel like, you know, we we do comp- like, compete with each other a lot in the Valley, but also we, we, we're like the number one supporters for each other too. Yeah. And having great coaches like in Lewiston and the coach in Clarkson, they're such good guys and, and Clarkson too. So it, it's easy to, it's easy to like them. Absolutely. So you were, you were telling us a little bit about the, the path you've been on and the journey you've been on. What, what is yeah. your, what is your native American heritage? So I'm actually from the Crow tribe, which is a tribe in uh, Montana. We're, we're, we're pretty close to the Billings area. I've actually never lived there because of my father was always coaching and everything. So he did bring me there, but I go back all the time. And then actually going to Haskell, um, you know, you have over a hundred and diff- 120 different tribes at one school. So you tend to learn about everyone. Like, so I had kids on my team from Florida, Alaska, Minnesota, um, Kansas, Idaho. We were all from everywhere. So it was really cool to learn everyone's heritage. And um, my father was very spiritual man. So I kind of grew up um, knowing my culture, representing my culture and um, being proud also. Yeah, I know the Crow Reservation well. Uh, Hardin and, and Lodgegrass are the two main uh, communities oh, there. Yeah. Yep. My that's my awesome. high. That's my, awesome. You know that. Yeah. Yeah, my high school had to play Hardin in, in state basketball uh, my senior yeah. year, and it didn't go well for us. So that's. <laughs> oh, oh, trust me, trust me. I'm I'm getting phone calls from them saying, "Hey, why are you there? Why aren't you aren't here?" So I am getting those calls from all my family back home and stuff. You know, but you know, I like to tell them, you know, um. At the end of the day, we're all Native American and we're, we're all um, do, working on this goal together. And you never know my future. I don't know my future, you know, but um, right now I'm very set on making these boys in Lapway, you know, the best we can be together. You know, you and I traded messages, I believe it was on Instagram, pretty quickly after the state tournament ended. And you sent me a video of, of your kids back in the gym. Um, and it wasn't even 24 hours after you'd gotten back home Mm -hmm. from the Idaho center. And, uh, now I kind of mentioned to you, I was like, that's a testament to, to what you do as a coach of, you know, it's, you know, you're doing your job when, when the season's over and your kids aren't ready to quit yet. Um, how, how have you built that into your program? Cause some people think of it maybe as being like strong handed or something like that. You're like slave driving these kids into like showing up Mm -hmm. every day, but like, Mm -hmm. all you have to do is unlock the door and turn the lights on and your kids are there. Yeah. So we have, we have different kids. So I, I, we don't have like, I'm not saying every kid's a gym rat lab boy. No, we have kids yeah. that play different sports that definitely do, but we have a select kids that, you know, they focus on basketball. 
But what I've tried to create is um, a safe place, number one, a safe place where they can go to just play basketball and have fun, okay? My second place is their future. If they want to make basketball their future and want them um, to succeed and go to the next level, that's another kids that I have in my gym. And also my third kids are those kids are, are found the love for the game. You know, once you see success, you want to be a part of that. And when you see kids working hard, then it's easy to jump on and be like, okay, I see what the hard work they're putting into it. I want to do the same, or I want to get that notoriety. I want to get to that next level. And so we have those kids that have already, already been pushed that way. Now we have our other kids just jumping, jumping in that same wavelength. And now we're all pushing together. So, I mean, again, it's a split between having fun, being serious, and then giving them a safe place too. Yeah, you mentioned a safe place. What what are the what are the pitfalls that your players or or your students could possibly yeah, fall into? For sure, for sure. I mean that that happens all the time through through any community. You know, there's there's negative and there's positives. Um, in our areas, I just believe that some kids in our area wouldn't deal with what they have to deal with in Lapway. So you know, there's a lot of different things in our culture and everything that you know is is more difficult. Um, and then with basketball being at such a high level here, you're put on a pedestal where you have to be the best at all times. And sometimes that pressure does affect people on wanting to play or not wanting to play. And um, some people, I feel always that you have to love the game. I can't make you love the game. And so what I'm trying to do is make it fun for those kids and create an atmosphere where being told what to do and being told um you know times and places it's not necessarily a bad thing that they take it and they love it and they're like okay i have i was told to be at the gym at this time i don't i don't have to be there but i want to be there and that's what we're trying to create that that willingness to want to be there you know you kind of mentioned a little bit there about pressure and i was i was talking to somebody from southern idaho about your program um, and they were, they had asked the question is like, you know, man, they, they travel well, as far as fans, it's crazy that they have everybody coming. It's like, you know, it's the only program in the state of Idaho, I would equate to Texas football. Um, that, that's a great it, analogy. The, the community is absolutely immersed in what basketball is in Lapway. And, um, you know, is, is there, do you notice that there's a pressure on the kids at all? Like, cause I know that there's like, you know, the pecking order of hierarchy that some kids may have had brothers or cousins that came through that won a state title or two or three or even four. Um, and then it, it kind of permeates down through the program or is there just an immense amount of support win or lose? No, we got to win. <laughs> <laughs> so I like the honesty. <laughs> yeah, I'll be sure. We, we, we have to win here. So, but what what where that comes from that like i love that question all the time so pressure creates diamonds without the pressure we have we might not play the hardest as we i know that the pressure is always there so like for instance you know a couple years ago our last loss i mean i like to bring that up because you know that's what happens when you start thinking you're gonna win when you do, when you literally just thinking that our talent alone can beat anyone and it didn't happen. And so when things happen like that, that really, that really clicks with some of our players. Like, no, we have to put the work in now. We have to keep grinding. 
And with pressure coming from family, friends, school, I mean, yeah, of course, that's always going to be there. But that was built before we even got here. Yeah. So it wasn't, it wasn't, this wasn't something that right now we're in this pressure situation. We got to win. When I got here, Zach, you have to win. No, that pressure was already built on with the people that were before them doing what they've done, you know, nine state championships before I got there. It was so, more an expectation than it was like, it's, it's, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So the expectations, it's always there. Um, but with the, the, the press, each family is different. You have some families that are really like the Ellenwood family in basketball completely. Yeah. Every, every person in their family from boys to girls all played basketball. Then you have other families that maybe did all didn't play basketball and they don't really have that pressure, but they love the game. So I feel like it, it's all different based on, you know, your family you're into your relatives, but at the end of the day, I mean, Basketball it brings something this community to be proud of. Yeah. And that that's what it's all about. Pressure and all, that's that that's okay. We can deal with the pressure, but being proud of where you come from and that you have being proud to be able to play a sport in front of your community and then to follow you, I mean, it, it just means the world to us. Yeah. No, I was at the Coeur d'Alene game when you guys mm -hmm. played up here. And yeah. uh, I want to say that your crowd probably outnumbered the Viking crowd like two or three to one. It was pretty incredible I, to be there. That was an insane environment. I know when I uh, when I walked in and I I kind of knew I knew I know my fans are coming. That's not a yeah. question. And I, the road sucked. My... Like there was not yeah. good road conditions no. at all. And trust me, that didn't it doesn't surprise me. But then when <laughs> I saw Coeur Lane's fans there and they might have. They might have read the weather report that day and said, hey, yeah. we might not be able to make this game. I just knew, like, well, our fans are coming. So, you guys, you know, we're going to have a home game here then if you guys don't show up, which kind of happens, you know. Yeah, I think but I was again, joking with, with uh, somebody from from uh, Terrell's family. And I was like, did you guys follow the snowplow up here or what? How did you guys get into town? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, they follow the bus right. They When I tell the my kids what time we're leaving i'm literally telling the community when we're leaving so oh, that's cool. that 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 what awesome. i tell the what i tell the boys what time we're leaving it, it starts trickling down to all of a sudden when the bus leaves you'll hear honk 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 and everyone's <laughs> behind everyone's right behind you so they'll let you know too if you're running late they'll let you know that's, that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> I, I love how you guys have adopted the mantra we'll play anybody anytime anywhere if it's a 5a sure. school 4a yeah. whatever what are you trying to schedule some more of those you know big quarter lane sure. type games for sure and i think the game changer kind of helped was from that sophomore to junior year we had a great summer we played um, College of Idaho actually put us in the big school tournament, which has never been done. Um, so we played, we we're the only 1A team playing the 5A teams. LCSE, we we're the only team playing all that we played Lake City, the core Lake, uh, all that we played all them again. So I think that set the standard for me. I was like, we can't go backwards now. I need to, I need to. And then playing those teams in the summer, I built good relationships with their coaches. So that kind of helped for me to like set up some games where like, hey guys, do you got, can you guys squeeze us in? We'll come there. And then they actually, uh, some of them said, yes, we, we'd love to play you guys. So it worked out perfectly. I mean, um, then this year, I, I feel like it's a little different because now Idaho basketball is based on the max preps so much now that to put us on your schedule 
it's a risk. It is yeah. a risk. And that that happened, um, you know, and so now teams, you have to look at that kind of stuff now, you know, and that those decisions, you know, you know, losing the lap way might really, you know, can hurt your standing. So right now we're really in that mix of trying to find we have about three extra games right now where we're in the mix with teams where we're trying to figure out if um, we can make it work. Um, last year, I think one of the most special things that I felt like about last year, it, it wasn't the teams that we beat because they we could have lost those games too. They were very talented teams. But what I thought was the most special about it is we did it on the road. People, people didn't realize that. You look at our schedule, our first almost 11 games were on the road. Our first game was against a team that St. Mary's was just second in 3A, you know, 2A state champions, you know. So, I mean, we didn't give any, we didn't give each other any warm-up games. It was right back yeah. to it. And that came after these boys just went to the state title, our third place state in football. So I only had them for four days be before that game, before we actually had everyone for a full practice. Yeah, and that was that was your closest game of the year. Was that first game against St. Mary's? And I think was yeah. that the only game that was single digits? Yes, I, I do believe that was the only game that was single digits. I mean, uh, it was so funny. We we do in practice. We have so many plays that go like if there's we we do this thing called situational basketball. So the last twenty minutes of a lot of our practice is situations. We're down ten. We got, what are we going to do? We're up 10. How are we going to play? So I put them in situations that we get that to get the kids uncomfortable. And also it challenges them too. You know, you're down 10 with two minutes. What are you going to do? Situations like that. Well, we had so many plays up for 30 seconds left, one minute left down and it never happened. So we always laugh. Like we have so many plays and so many go-to stuff that people have still never seen. So it's kind of nice that we still have that. Oh, just in case if we have some go on this summer, we're, we're, we're we have a bunch of stuff ready because we never got to bring it out. So, so what's your your camp schedule looking like for this summer? Yeah. So, um, like like a quote, you're always going to hear me say, "Basketball never stops in Lafayette." Since 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 basketball ended, we've had open gym pretty much every day. Um, this is the first time now, though. I right when basketball june starts june is high school basketball for me so i don't let the titus euros and the cross tailors i don't let them come anymore and beat up beat up any of my boys <laughs> i separate i separate those boys and then i focus on what i have now so so for twice a week we have on tuesdays and thursdays we have open gym our uh sorry tuesdays and thursdays we have open gyms mondays and wednesdays we have um city league so summer summer league starts at lcsc we play pullman uh colfax T uh, tonight we play uh clarkston and then at nine o'clock we play orfino and then on wednesday we play in, in another league and then on this thursday we're leaving to idaho state university um, we're gonna go all the way down to pocatello um we got invited to go down there and those southern teams they, they wanted to see us so and then the coaches they reached out. They're recruiting some of some of my players, so it's going to be a good to showcase them on a college course. And also, I got them. I got my players staying in the dorms this year. Oh, sweet! The reason why the reason why I did that is to get the college experience. I run my run my program like a college program. So, 
what's what's best to go to a college and have them get that experience and then next the following week we'll we'll do the same thing we'll have summer leagues city leagues and then we'll go to we'll play at lcsc the following the, the <laughs> following weekend we'll take the weekend off because it's um hoop fest and i have uh nine of my boys are going to arizona for a, a all native basketball tournament so they'll be in arizona for that weekend and then the following weekend um, we're still contemplating on going to the Gonzaga team camp. Sweet. Um, so we kind of we got a full schedule, and then what people don't know is every day, every day at twelve o'clock, we call skills work. At every day at twelve, I'm in the weight room, or we go weight room, half weight room, half skills work. So we have individual workouts with our post players, our wings, and if you want to be a wing and a post, let's say you're the best of both worlds, you can come to both of them. So a lot of kids go to both of them because I like to have a lot of my players learn inside and out. <laughs> so, so we do a lot of skills work, weightlifting training every week. Um, we'll go hard until July. July usually starts AAU and then AAU get, and then the players that don't play football, they'll stay with me and we just keep, keep working. So something like, you know, we get a lot of people listen statewide, obviously, especially now yeah. that we got, we got you guys on the show for this week. So I'm sure yeah. it'll draw some attention from other people, but they kind of want to hear how sure. things go in Lapway. Um, how, how lucky are you as a program? And I know that people think about being isolated in North Idaho, but yeah. having the quality programs between Eastern Washington and North Idaho within like an hour and a half of you that you can compete against. I mean, you've got, like, you named them off. Pullman's a yeah. great team. Moscow's yeah. a good team. Lewiston, Clarkston, the yeah. Coeur d'Alene teams. you got Spokane schools, and you got, like, Colfax and Freeman and some yeah. of those other programs. Like, how much does that help you kind of, I don't know, I guess polish the diamond um, before for your sure. season starts next year? Um, You know, for as much as we play, we also, our coaching staff, and a lot of our main players, we go to a lot of their games too. So we take things from everyone. So That's awesome. what's really what's really nice for our program that um, we have five A teams that are good. We have one A teams like us that are good. So we see everyone. So yeah. um, and then also we get to see all the other coaches and what they're planning. So you know, like some coaches don't really change too much. So I know um, if we ever do run across them, I kind of have an idea of what they already do. So we're always scouting. We're always, we're always trying to figure out um, what's happening next, how basketball is changing. Um, we also know that it's really, you don't see this often that the best teams are not in the Metro area. And I've been through a lot of uh, big, big cities and, people don't even look outside of the city area. So Boise metro area that like you, usually the recruiting doesn't even start outside of there. So I yeah. believe that having having this area like the north, uh, the northwest up here, it, it helps. It does help that we it's just not us. It's just not, you know, Lewiston that are good. It's everyone has is has great players. So I yeah. think that really helps us out as a as North Idaho, it just helps us. And I feel like our, uh, the coaches, I feel like we kind of stick together. I don't really feel like we're, you know, it's not like, Oh, we, we, we gotta beat this team. We gotta beat that team. Yeah. We're rivals. We're all competitive. Of course we're all competitive, yeah. but it's, it's, it's a fact that we all know each other. We've, these kids have all played each other since they were all young kids. I mean, with each other or against each other, they all know each other. So it, it's always fun to play each other. 
Yeah, I always say the White Pine League is kind of like a big extended family where, yeah, we get into our yeah. fights, but I like my family a whole lot better than anybody else's. There, There is kind of a camaraderie among all the White Pine teams, I feel like. Yeah, and then I feel like, you know, Lapways is just finally in these last, you know, we kind of go our ups and downs in some sports, which basketball kind of stays the same, but, you know, other sports go up and down, and I feel like football has actually been picking up in the last few years. And, uh, um. But also, it's nice to see that, you know, they lose in some sports, you know. You can't be the best at everything, you know. So each team kind of takes their own lumps in their own time, which I kind of like in the White Pine. Everyone has their, you know, like Potlatch are great wrestlers and they have a great program. You know, they have awesome. They have, always have a football program. Prairie's good at all sports. You know, different schools are different are better at different sports, but. I also know with small schools, I because I've, I've came from big schools my whole life. I graduated with a thousand kids. So big schools is where I come from. That's where I thrive. So now moving to a small school, I, I notice it's really big on like grades. So they have certain grades that are, they could be good for four years because they have a good grade and they don't really have that many kids to pick from like bigger schools do. So I feel like, you know, through our, like, that tightest year out grade, every sport, they're going to be good because they they have great athletes in that grade. So I think a lot of small schools really depend on your grades and your programs that you have for that those times. For sure. And I, I talked to Titus after State, and he said, you know, I, we got more coming. I'm the oldest of, I think he said seven, right? Seven or eight? You're yeah, outs? yeah, 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 yeah. So um, I have Elias coming up right now, which he's a stud, you know. Um, he's a lot different than Titus. Um, like, not physically or anything, but, like, just um, Titus is more vocal leader and Elias is more a reserve, you know. You got to talk to Elias to get him to talk kind of person. Um, but athletic-wise, I mean – he, he holds the name you're out very well I mean Titus is he's a he's a big brother he he when he goes to the gym he makes you know Elias is there so when he goes to the weight room Elias is there so that translates to pretty much all of his younger brothers and sisters and he has some sisters that are gonna be really good at basketball also and so you're gonna be hearing the the you're out name on on both sides very shortly and I know that, that Titus got a lot of talk this year. Um, yeah. And it was something that, you know, I talked about last year when I had you guys for the state tournament. Yeah. Was it was like, as good as Titus is, the best player on the floor might might have been an underclassman, and it could have happened again this year. And, I mean, let's talk case, case why not. Um, yeah. I think, you know, he kind of goes under the radar as far as athletes in the state of Idaho. Um, because you've get so many of those kids like from Hawaii and, you know, kids on the, on, on the east side that are down there in like, yeah. the Pocatello and, and, and Idaho Falls area. But Case's recruiting, how much different has that been for him compared to Titus's recruiting? Did Titus's recruiting help Case's case? I guess that sounds weird word-wise, but did it help him through this recruiting process and how he's been getting noticed now? Um, I, I believe it, it. everything with our program helps. The more eyes you have on your program also helps. But also I know that um, recruiting is changing. Recruiting is a lot, especially <clears throat> even from Titus's freshman year to now, 
for how much social media and then going through COVID and seeing all these coaches that are now um, Zoom meetings, you're having send me highlights instead of being at your games. Um, your games are live, so they're watching the games live now instead of coming to the games. So the, it is changing a lot. And AAU is just, I mean, AAU, is, is that's where all your high, high level coaches are. And Case, um, you know, seeing Titus, what team he was on, seeing that you know the the he was on uh select team down in Idaho down in the metro area so i mean case has seen all that and he understands it but i do believe that what we what we brought to laugh with the, the more eyes that helps cases recruitment at the in the long run yeah. but i mean case has been traveling since gosh man maybe second grade he's been going down to you know, playing on Seattle teams, playing on Portland teams, playing on very high level basketball teams since he was like really young. So I don't really take a lot of credit for what Case has done in the recruiting wise, because I mean, I've already had very, very high level um, college coaches at D1 level talk to me about Case. So yeah. and then, you know, so it, it is it's really tough to say that what we're doing, is that's exactly what happened just because of the recruiting so much different than it used to be. But I do believe that, you know, with the notoriety and what we do on social media and really trying to play bigger teams, I feel like that is helping his recruitment. And let it be known, I took a lot of heat for selecting Case as the MVP of the state tournament <laughs> last year. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I understand why. I truly understand why. But again, I mean, hey, num- numbers don't lie. I'm, yeah. a numbers per- I'm a numbers person. I mean, Case is one of has been one of my most consistent players since I've had him. Yeah, and consistency is what you want in any program and in any individual. You so have four Case, guys on that roster that could have been MVP anyway. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean that that's thank you for even saying that. I take that as I take pride when people say that. That really makes me feel good because I mean, for how good Titus was, I really I really appreciated how you guys let other people know that there's more on that team because when you have certain players that get so much notoriety, it takes that away from the other kids. And some kids might get discouraged. Maybe parents might get discouraged. Maybe um, family members might get discouraged. But at, at the end of the day, the state championship says Lapway Wildcats. So that's, that's our end goal. Everything else that we get, that's all. Thank you. We appreciate it. But at the end of the day, we only have one goal, and that's to win a state title. So everything else that comes, that's that's all. We appreciate it, but that's not what we're playing for. Definitely. Yeah, personal favorite of mine was Terrell Ellenwood Jones. He really got you guys going in your yep. state tournament yeah. opener against Lighthouse Christian. Mm-hmm. Came out, hit three threes in the first quarter, and it was yeah. off like a rocket from there. You, t- you talked about social media. I think what yeah. really – a lot of eyes were open two years ago when Kyrie Irving on social media yeah. gives Lapway a shout out. How, what was that like when, when that happened? And you're like, oh my gosh, this NBA superstar just said, you know, let's go Lapway. Um, I had to watch it again. I didn't believe it right away. You know, <laughs> right, right when I saw it, I was like, I mean, is he saying what I think he's saying? Which he was. And we had we had a connection through him through. Um, so he is he is part Native American. Um, he is he is enrolled in the Sioux tribe. The Nez Perce, where Lapway is, had old connections with 
um, the Sioux tribe and Kyrie Irving really wanted to learn more about his spirituality, his roots, know more about his Native American side and his um, people from where he was at. They threw a name out there of a guy that's from Lapway. And so, I mean, he was before basketball games, he was calling this person from from Lapway and that he was praying to him, giving him words of encouragement, spiritually trying to be there for him. So when we were going to the state championship, Kyrie was like, oh, hey, what you got going on? Hey, you know, he's like, oh, well, you know, we're going to the state, we're going to state champion. He goes, he goes, I would love, can I give them some words of encouragement? And of course, he, you're not going to turn down words of encouragement from Kyrie Irving. So he did that all on his own. That was not asked. That was not planned. That was all spur of the moment. Yes, let me make a phone call. Sent him the video, sent it to us. So it wasn't like a pre-thing, like he held that video for weeks. No, it was spur of the moment, sent it, sent it to us. And we're at where we're at now. And we, we still have connections with him. I mean, there is definitely some things in the work. We are definitely trying to um, trying to work on different things in our community where maybe we can have another surprise for next year. Cool. That's super cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, uh, Coach Eastman, I feel like I could talk to you for like two hours about basketball. I, the time yeah. flew by, but <laughs> we, we really appreciate you coming on and, and talking to us. Uh, you're a bright, young, vibrant coach uh, f- for the game of basketball, and you're such a great leader. And an excellent follow there. on Instagram and all the social media. <laughs> I do give you props. You you change the game when it comes to high school coaches. Uh, I appreciate that. You, you advocate for your kids so well, so hats off to you. And I appreciate that so well. Again, like I said, the times are changing. Um, I learn from my surroundings. I really try to base my program on a college program. And I feel like if I keep that going and I keep that, that, you know, learning priorities, learning things that you learn from college basketball, because what I tell, what I tell all my kids about basketball is basketball is a tool that we're going to use in life. So everything you've learned in basketball is you can take this for into what you're doing in your jobs and your future, how you raise your kids, you know, time management, being a leader, following directions. These are all things that I still into my life use today. So I feel like I'm just going to keep my values as a basketball coach and we're going to keep trying to do what we do win or lose. Um, our program is going to be a winning program at the end of the day. And that's necessarily doesn't mean wins and losses. That just means, we're going to make winners here. That means we're going to make good, strong young men that are going to be able to um, be great role models in our community. Yeah, I think that's fantastic that, uh, you know, I've seen so many times where high school basketball is the is the peak where mm-hmm. you're saying, you know, it's it's just the start of the journey. You know, what are you doing Just past high school basketball? Yeah, I love that. So uh, yeah. keep keep up the good work. We'll we'll be watching awesome. very closely uh, to see what Lapway's up to this year. And, uh, and thank awesome. Case's dad for the sweatshirt. <laughs> yeah, Case's dad I, got I was going to mention that. I was like, where's this? I was going to mention that. Like, where's the sweatshirt's at? It's 75 degrees outside was, up here. I'm not wearing it today. <laughs> too hot. Yeah, I was, I was, I was. I was going to mention, I was like, I hope he didn't send you the t-shirt that he made also. If you guys haven't heard anything funny about the t-shirts. Uh-huh. No, what's what happened I'm not, there? I've not so, seen uh, one yet. <laughs> well, maybe I'll send one to you and you guys can wear it sometime. But uh, All right. <laughs> we had some t-shirts that were pre-made. 
we had some t-shirts that were pre-made that I didn't know about. And I'll just give you a hint. Good thing we won. So, so there was some t-shirts that were made that, that it was, it could have been bad. It could have been bad. So, so, yeah. And, and that wasn't, that wasn't brought to me in my attention until after we won. So, so if anyone saw those, Hey, I didn't, I wasn't a part of that, but it was, it was a, it was a pretty cool gesture and it was pretty fun. Yeah, that's awesome for sure. All right. Well, Zach Eastman, uh, boys basketball coach at Lapway. Thank you so much for hopping on with us today. We really for appreciate sure. it. Thanks a lot. Coach. Awesome. Yep. You guys have a great day. Yep. You too. Yep. Take care. Wow. How cool was that? Ryan, Zach yeah. Eastman, Lapway boys coach. He's such a, such an easy guy to talk to. And, uh, he, like I said, he advocates so well for his kids and, um, he's just, he's changing the game. I think in the aspect of the use of social media, um, especially in small school athletics, like he does it unlike any coach in small school athletics in the state. And so he's, uh, he's definitely putting, you know, I, th- he does a better job than most big schools. Let's be honest. And a lot of it's just him and he's the one that's accomplishing that stuff. And he's willing to put in the time and effort because his kids are worth it. And, um, you know, so hats off to, to coach Eastman and what he does. Cause he's got an awesome group of kids and, uh, I'm, I'm picking them already for my favorite for state again this year, but, um, that's a, that's a long time from now, but yeah, there he's got a good, he's got a great crew in front of him still. You're really going out on a limb with that pick there. Ryan. Yeah. So that's, that's a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, stay tuned for more great off season content. Like uh, like our interview with Coach Eastman, we will have more of these athlete and coach interviews headed your way throughout the summer here on the North Idaho Prepcast. So uh, thanks for tuning in. For Ryan Skaggs, I'm Brandon Bainey, and we'll see you next time on IdahoSports.com.